shot of wrestling episode 60 and away we go i but their freestyles and stone cold stunting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, undertake your chain. Sit in the fire or get cooled like Roman brain. Give this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack. It's Patty Yag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk that WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with MJP. Thank you, Patty Yak, for that introduction week in and week out. That's right. It's episode 60. Amazing. We're in our golden ages. Um, here's to 60 more. There's a lot of talk about this week. Um, but first, if I sound a little weird... Uh, this past week, I have been sick as a dog. I uh, went to the doctor. They're not sure if it if it was a upper respiratory infection or just a bad case of allergies. You think they would know, but they didn't. Uh, I was borderline, as they said. They gave me antibiotics, but they were they told me to um, wait a few days before I took it to see if it cleared up on its own. And thankfully it did. I'm feeling better. I still got a little nasal drip. So if I sound a little nasally or that, you know why. But it's under control. The alcohol is helping. So hopefully we won't have a bad episode. I think I sound normal, but if I don't, there's your explanation. So I'm in the studio by myself this week. No co-hosts were planned. We had two in a row. So was, uh, let's air out the studio. Give me some time to relax. Unwind. I guess I was sick. I didn't plan or prepare for a co-host, nor did I want to. So you got me all alone. And uh, my opinion, it's better. It's better. So we're in the studio, and we, uh, we have to watch wrestling on the network in studio. And this week, I decided to check it. I had no clue what I wanted to watch. No clue whatsoever. No inclination. So I was perusing the uh, options. I ended up on uh, WCW Nitro. I heard they released some new episodes a couple weeks ago. And I am currently watching the last Nitro. One of the Nitros I actually did watch. That was a WWE guy through and through. Not watch WCW at all. I ordered one pay-per-view like I mentioned in the past, and that was when Jay Leno was on, because my mother was a big Jay Leno fan, so we watched it to appease her, because he was promoting it, so she knew about it. I watched the uh, main event between Bret Hart and Chris Benoit and Honor of Owen Hart, but uh, that was it. I was a WWE loyalist through and through, and I'm happy because I won. So for the WCW loyalists, yeah, yeah, suck it. Um, yeah, it's weird to watch this because these guys know this is their last episode. I don't know who, I don't know who half these guys are. They're Sugar Stain Helms, but didn't we just watch him? Did he just come out with three counts? I don't know what's going on here. Music's off because we can't hear outside the music on. I'm just wondering what the hell's going on here. I don't know who these people are. 
But if you were a WCW guy and not a WWE guy, odds are you're not watching wrestling. Odds are you're not listening to this podcast. But for the faint chance that you are, and you were a WCW guy through and through, you were a WCW loyalist and didn't watch Raw, except for the rare occasions, um, I would like to hear from you. I want to know what your thoughts were on this last Nitro. Because I watched the first hour of it, then I went switch to Raw like I usually do. But I'm assuming you stayed for Nitro the whole time. I want to know what your thoughts were, what your emotions were watching your boys, your show for the last time. So please dial it up. 619-343-3005. And share your opinions and thoughts on the last Nitro. I'm seriously curious. I've not heard anybody who was a Nitro guy share their thoughts on the last Nitro. And I want to hear that. Because this was awesome for me. Because my boys won. So, once again, share your thoughts. Six, dial it up. 619-343-3005. And we'll play your thoughts, comments, and questions next week's, on next week's show. But there was a title versus title match. Scott Steiner versus uh, Booker T. And he was accompanied by a girl named Madeja. Who was busty and brunette, big thick lips. Typical smoking hot broad. Which brought me back to the uh, WOW magazine. For those of you who are in your early to mid-30s, maybe late 20s. I don't know how long long that magazine lasted for. I just remember it being around briefly. But the Women of Wrestling magazine. It was just pictures of women of wrestling. And it was, I guess, a playboy for us preteens. With these smoking hot pics. Of these smoking hot chicks. Uh, it was great. I think I still have a few episode um, copies around. I have to dig through the archives, maybe hit my parents, my old bedroom, to see what I got hidden there. Well, I'll let you know. But yeah, it's just weird. I was supposed to stop the show twenty minutes ago, but I got caught up watching this Nitro and watching Ric Flair and just imagining what was going on. And their opinion, like I said, dial it up, 619-343-3005. But that's in the past. Let's talk about the present. There is a shitload of news this week. Leading off with the main story was the superstar shakeup. That was the big news all across professional wrestling. Let's give you a quick recap before we get into the actual news. The superstars sent down to Raw from SmackDown were Apollo Crews. Unfortunately, uh, this one hurt the Miz and Maurice. Dean Ambrose was with the Intercontinental Championship. Kurt Hawkins, Bray Wyatt, Kalisto, Heath Slater, and Rhino, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James. And apparently, the Drifter, Elias Sampson, came up from NXT. I guess I missed that. Totally missed that, actually. Fast forward. I guess I missed it. Whatever. Now let's reference the guys called up to SmackDown from Raw. The guys who will be enjoying themselves for at least the next couple months until the draft. 
Kevin Owens brought the U.S. title for now. Sami Zayn, Primo, Epico, Ginger Mahal, Tamina making her return. Charlotte Flair, Sin Cara, Rusev, Lana, and your boys, The New Day. Uh, last week, uh, DTF, Daniel Farmer, and I kind of exchanged our thoughts. And remember, I picked Ginger Mahal. And I was battling with Rusev, with Lana. Pick Charlotte, because Charlotte's awesome. But I got those guys. I got both of them. Jinder and uh, Rusev. So, go me. Go SmackDown. Clearly, SmackDown won this. Paula Cruz is... mm, Kurt Hawkins is my boy. I like Kurt Hawkins. I'm a big Kurt Hawkins guy. He's from Queens, New York. Like his gimmick, like his attitude, they just you know he's enhanced with talent. So, whatevs. Kalisto and Sinkar were just a straight up exchange. He Slater and Rhino aren't doing anything. But Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, that was the big hits. The women's division on SmackDown took a big hit with those two uh, going away. But now the women's division on Raw has got some life. It was very stale. Nothing was going on. It was all about Charlotte and Sasha Banks, even with Bailey as champion. So right now we have some uh, breath of fresh air in that division. We'll see what happens. And now on SmackDown, we got the Queen. And I'm hoping history does not repeat itself and she just runs ramshot over the division. And uh, that dominates everybody. But then that was going to get stale. But Naomi and Charlotte... Tamina and Charlotte, I'm looking forward to. There's a lot of good matchups in SmackDown coming up. So clearly SmackDown won this. I don't see how you can compare outside the women's division. Because uh, Raw, like I said, just got a big plus. But I'm a SmackDown guy, so I'm biased. If you think Raw won this, dial it up. 619-343-3005. Share your thoughts. But that was the shakeup here in April. I believe the next legitimate draft is for August. So we'll see what happens in August. We'll take it from there. I think Green Man sure has his thoughts. Or whoever my co-host will be at the time. Mind you, if you are in the co-host search, there's six men, including Green Man. So that's five without him. You will be the Raw guy. You have to be in charge of Raw because I'm the SmackDown guy. Just remember that little FYI. I don't think I mentioned that before in the past, but now I have, so suck it. There's a lot of actual news to get into, so let's get into it right away. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty. Currently, Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo are wrestling on the Snipe Trail. I remember when they appeared on Raw because I don't know who the hell they were. I like these guys. I like them a lot. And, uh, you know, I guess I have bad taste. The big news breaking this week was involving JBL and his bullying. Former WWE ring announcer Justin Roberts released a statement via his official Twitter, uh, Instagram, I'm sorry, uh, in regards to this controversy surrounding the backstage bullying of Bradshaw. Alleged, let's use air quotes, alleged 
Uh, the allegations have been receiving more attention as of late, thanks in large part to his book, Besties in the House, um, as well as the recent hiatus of, as we reported, Mauro Ronaldo. In his statement, Roberts says that he did not write the book in order in, about JBL in order to get him fired from the E. During this week's SmackDown live broadcast, there were apparently several loud fire Bradshaw chants in the crowd. I'm assuming they were not audible because I'm assuming, once again, the E uh, lowered the crowd volume on that one. Smart move. Uh, there were also a number of fan signs about Mauro Ronaldo and JBL that were either confiscated or not given camera time. Once again, Avi. Uh, but the E is coming under increasing pressure from fans to take action against JBL. Uh, the, situ- the situation is now even hitting mainstream media outlets. And he uh, he is throwing s- serious doubts on the WWE's a- a- anti-bullying campaign. No, be a star. Don't be a bully. Be a star. In addition, a story from WWE Hall of Famer's Edge's book, Adam Copeland on Edge, revealed that JBL would walk into showers of new wrestlers, soap them up as a way of, quote-unquote, weeding out the new guys. If they complained about a guy touching them in the shower against their world, they were la- well, will, they were labeled as prima donnas. Um, those actions, obviously, now would be presumed as sexual harassment. But J- uh, Edge, I believe, just left it off as just him just ribbing the new guys and did not take it as serious as we are now, I guess we are all on edge now. The PC culture is on edge now, especially with the current president, Hall of Famer Donald Trump. Was that all bad news? Speaking of bad news, former superstar Wade Barrett commented on JBL status. Barrett put JBL over as being one of his favorite people to work with in the E. Oh, excuse me, tweeting, and I quote, uh, enjoyed reading at Justin Roberts' new book, some of his experiences and frustrations mirrored my own. Some did not. I loved working with at J.C. Layfield and found him to be a class act and one of my favorite people in WWE. He was a huge help to me career-wise. Everyone has their own experiences and perspective, and Justin Roberts' story is unique and fascinating, one that's definitely worth a read. So... He defended his boy, JBL, while putting over Justin Roberts' book. So, well done, bad news. Miss you, bad news. Ah, oh, man, do miss bad news. Or fake news, as he's called now. <clears throat> WWE Hall of Famer Jer- uh, Jerry Lawler recently made comments as well about the controversy on his latest podcast, Dinner with the King. Lawler noted that joking around is prevalent in pro wrestling's culture, and I quote, I'm a JBL fan. Here's the thing about JBL, you have to know the guy. And if you don't get an opportunity to really know JBL, you can be offended. JBL is a funny guy. He's a big guy. He's boisterous. He comes across as sometimes crude and loud, but you got to know him. That's just JBL. He's the same guy on commentary as he is in catering. So that's the uh, JBL story in a nutshell. Stacy Killer appearing on Nitro. It's looking smoking hot. <clears throat> I'm a JBL fan. I heard stories of him bullying when it came to the Miz. Those pretty much came in too light. He gave Miz a, a really hard time. 
but it wasn't because he hated The Miz. I think it was because of The Miz's background as being a reality star, getting there not on his merits, but via Tough Enough at the time. So JBL, don't give him a hard time. But there's a lot of stories about JBL coming to light. A lot of pressure on the E to fire him. This is, this is just a, steady, a shitty story all around. Um, uh, <clears throat> started feeling better yesterday. So went out for a drink, spent up with some friends at a bar for a couple drinks just to get out of the house, be amongst the living after being quarantined in my apartment for the last couple days. I think it was about five of us. And I was the only one defending JBL because, you know, I get it. I'm a fan of his, so... Stop, you don't have five friends. You don't have any friends. You've never had a friend. Um, did, did I just... Did I just get bullied by JBL? Thanks, Dick. I was defending you here. Fuck JBL. Fucking throwing shit in my face. I was defending you, my friend. Oh, asshole. Well, moving on. Maro Ronaldo, who has been off TV for over a month now, as he's been dealing with issues related to bipolar disorder and depression, as we reported, will not be returning to the company, according to CBS Sports. A source close to Ronaldo told CBS that he won't be returning before his contract expires on August 12th, 2017. Ronaldo removed all references to WWE from his Twitter profile in the last few days. WWE itself issued the following statement in regards to the situation. And I quote, Mauro Ronaldo remains under contract with WWE until August 12th, 2017. According to CBS Sports again, Ronaldo is not expected to appear on camera for the remainder of his contract, which he signed on December 15th, 2015. That sucks. Maranal was good. I know Tom Phillips elbowed him out like the voice accused him of. It made sense when Tom Phillips joined. There's no need for a four-man booth. But it sucks. I like like Maro, like his um, two cents, his little random phrases out of nowhere that he would come up with well, somehow all resolved itself this should not be this case Mario Ronaldo is a classic voice he was a big and legitimate sport I think it was soccer so let's let's settle this get him back on TV Tom Phelps sucks he's making his progress hey they say that but you know he sucks he's not, he's not Mario Ronaldo speaking of settling uh Mauro Nalo has not issued any statement regarding his departure from the E and has issues and his issues regarding JBL. The reason for that is because he has a non-disclosure agreement while he is under contract with WWE. His deal, like we just said, is going to expire in August, so he'll be free to do whatever he wants at that time. If you want to talk about it, you know, inbox a shot of wrestling or 619-343-3005, Mauro. No dial it up. Uh, the wrestling reserve, the wrestling observer, is reporting that the belief is that the WWE is cooking up a settlement with Ronaldo that would include him to not go public and discuss the issues at hand. This story has become a PR nightmare for the E, with the major media outlets covering it recently, which is a surprise. Uh, WWE's own Be a Star and their affiliates have received media inquiries about the story. But as of this episode, episode 60, the DE has not yet commented on anything to do with this. So, just a shitty situation all around. 
in other news. Huh. WCW had cruiserweight tag team champions. That's cool. Anyway, Jonathan Coachman will no longer be covering WWE-related content on ESPN following a Twitter exchange with the Wrestling Observer's David Meltzer. The issue stems from tweets that Meltzer put out claiming that ESPN's friendly relationship with the WWE has stopped them from covering the recent news about Mauro Ronaldo and JBL. Well, Coachman tweeted that, and I quote, after serious soul-searching, I decided I will no longer be doing off-the-top rope or WWE-related content. We'll leave that to the pros. That tweet has been deleted since due to a typo, but Coachman went on to clarify that he won't be covering the WWE. Coachman tweeted, tweeted to Meltzer that ESPN does not report rumor for any sport or company as justification for not reporting the Morrow JBL situation. There is a feeling that ESPN stays clear of anything that may put WWE in a bad light, which this does. But like I said, it's all rumors, all speculation, so only time will tell what's going on. That was the coach doing the ESPN top of the rope stuff. That was cool. In other news, Roman Reigns was recently a guest on Chris Jericho's podcast in which he says he does not see the point in turning heel. And I quote, yeah, as long as they're coming as long as they're making noise, have fun, man. Boo the shit out of me. Like, if it's making you cooler with this dude and that dude next to you and Roman Reigns, y'all are having a great time, please say all you want to me. I'm a grown man. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? My wife is not going to think any differently of me. The thing is, if I turn heel, what am I? Am I just going to, like, become a chick magnet character? Like, just like everything that has been done or like why not just be me like no one has ever been like me this is like uncharted territory way too many likes buddy you're a grown man not a valley girl in other news Finn Balor suffered concussion but this is one of the greatest songs of all time Tucson Domino the brief tag team that apparently dominated I didn't watch Smackdown at the time Great theme. Yeah, I can play that all night long. But like I said, Finn Balor suffered a concussion on Raw during his match with my man, Jinder Mohal. Um, we have not been able to confirm the unfortunate news, though, but a WWE source did. The injury happened while Ballard suffered a nasty elbow to the head. And if you rewatch it, it is in fact nasty. So, I guess you can call that elbow Miss Jackson. Boom, got it. In other news, Kofi Kingston sustained an injury to his right ankle during the Revival's post match assault last Monday on Raw, as we all know by now. Uh, the WWE.com posted the following update, and I quote, During the attack by the revival, Kofi Kingston injured his right ankle and heard a crack and was unable to put any weight on it following the attack. Uh, WWE physician Chris Amon told .com, and I quote, Further evaluation and an MRI revealed that the attack had caused fragments of the bone to break off of the ankle, 
requiring arthroscopic surgery to remove the bone chip from the damaged joint. As we saw on SmackDown, the New Day will be coming soon to SmackDown. I hope they're not waiting for Kofi Kingston to come back because that's going to take weeks. Uh, I think it was six weeks, maybe. You don't need Kofi Kingston for the New Day. You got the other two guys. Uh, I guess maybe you need Kofi Kingston. In other news. So, Red Mysterio and Billy Kimmon just won the Cruiserweight Tag Team titles. Yeah. Then what? David Otunga's return to Raw. Raw's commentary table has been delayed by six weeks due to a new movie he's working on called Katrina. The announcement made by WWE this week, and I quote, SmackDown Live's David Otunga moved to Raw during the Superstar Shakeup on Monday, swapping places with Byron Saxon, but the former tag team champions debut alongside Michael Cole and Corey Graves will be delayed for six weeks as he has been cast in the lead role lead role of a new action franchise WWE has confirmed I guess good for him I know he starred in something I just never watched it so I hope he's better at acting than he is at commentating uh, it was announced that today Friday the uh, 14th that Booker T will fill in for him until his return we'll see how that dynamic is huh in other news, Green Man and I and some friends went to a House of Glory show here locally in New York. Um, it was one of their anniversary, I think it was a sixth anniversary show, headlined by the Dudleys, Hardys, and two tag teams in a fatal four way match for the titles. And there was a match, I forgot what the title was for, it was, it was some weird title called, but it starts some guy, the champion, and this guy called Leo Rush. I'm not an indie guy. I don't watch Ring of Honor. I don't keep up with that genre. I'm just like I said. I've been publicly announced this. I'm a WWE guy, and that's it. But Leo Rush stole the show. He was amazing from bell to bell. He just stole that show, and me and my friends talked about this. Leo Rush was amazing. He won us all over. <clears throat> Excuse me. After the show, we met up with our friend Larry Legend. And we were talking to him, and he was actually um, going somewhere right after the show, and he was traveling with Leo Rush. He made an introduction, told him he won us over. He, was, he did awesome, and he appreciated that. Leo Rush is a good guy. Great in the ring, and a good personality. He seemed friendly, and we only talked to him for two minutes. So he seemed nice. However, the news is WWE is reportedly very interested in signing the former Ring of Honor star to their NXT brand. Uh, Leo Rush recently ended his Ring of Honor and also worked with Evolve 80 and 81, Joey Janela's Spring Break, CCW's Best of the Best, Wrestling Revolvers, Pancakes and Pile Drivers, and the annual WrestleCon Super Show over WrestleMania weekend in Orlando. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we see Leo Rush in NXT. I will be an instant fan. Um, good luck, Leo Rush. Well done. Good sign about WWE if it happened, but I don't see why it wouldn't. In other news, Mojo Raleigh talked to TMZ Sports about WWE possibly signing his good friend Rob Gronkowski. And I quote, Oh man, are you kidding me? Yo, man, of course we're exploring the opportunity, but Gronk's focused on his career right now. He's been training real hard, and yeah, he's been having a little bit of fun with us in the past couple weeks, but he has not let that take away from his NFL career from the Patriots, so he's staying focused. 
we don't want him to rope. We don't want to rope him in too far because you know he's really in the zone right now. But hey, you know, you never know what the future will hold. <clears throat> I gotta work on that Mojo Raleigh impersonation. Well, it makes sense for the E to consider the idea of signing Gronk. Um, the odds are unlikely it will happen. Uh, for one, becoming a pro wrestler might be hard to sell for someone who has absorbed so much damage on his body from playing, as of today, sev- uh, seven years in the NFL. Uh, Sportrack.com also estimates Brian Kasky has already made 34 plus, 34 plus million dollars from the NFL. So money probably won't be an issue for him at his retirement. Uh, in addition, uh, people like Sean Merriman, he had a brief foray into professional wrestling, but it didn't really go anywhere. So, successful football career does not guarantee a uh, competent wrestling career. So, Gronk will have a long way to go. But from what's of WrestleMania, he might just fit in right away. So, might not skip a beat. So, the future will hold. I don't see it happening. I assume he'll have a one-off maybe appearance. In WrestleMania, like he did this year, but I don't, I don't see him signing to a full-year contract. That's Craig. Craig. In other news, going back to the Gronk story, right quick, I posted on uh, a shot of wrestling on Instagram a picture of Gronk and asked you what your thoughts were. Make sure you dial it up at six one nine three four three three zero zero five. Spoiler alert: None of you did, but Gronk's brother, an official. Instagram personality liked it. Go us. That's cool. Uh, former WWE and Impact Wrestling superstar Montel Montavious Porter, MVP, recently appeared on Xbox podcast. MVP talks about The Miz and how he never complained about being in developmental. And I'm going to report that because I'm a big Miz fan. You don't hear good stories about The Miz. Not much. And I quote, I think it's Weird. Um, uh, I'll give you an example of the Miz. Very successful, very talented, has reached the highest of highs. I have the utmost respect for him because when we were in developmental down in Deep South, we had guys that had been around him, been a few places who were moaning and complaining about the training. I never heard Mike Mizanin complain, not once, ever. He ran the miles, the squats, the bumps. Never complained about anything. You know, great story about The Miz. And it paid off because those guys complaining obviously went nowhere. And The Miz just uh, had a main match at WrestleMania. In other news, Sports Illustrated caught up with former multi champion Carlito as he discussed how he loved to return to the WWE, but. WWE has to make him the right financial offer. And I quote, we've had talks. I haven't spoken to them in a while, but it's all about economics for the right price. I love to come back, but it's not. But it's got to be something that works for me and them. The last time I was there was at the Hall of Fame for my dad, and that was a lot of fun. But they know me and my personality and know my comments were all in fun. I'm not the most political person out there, and I just stay true to myself. And they know that about me. I don't believe Carlito's the man to ne- really, you know, not the man, the, the uh, position to negotiate pricing. 
I don't believe anybody's waiting for a big Carlito return. So, Carlito, take what you got, because you ain't doing nothing anywhere else. In other news. It turns out there is some truth to the rant that Alberto El Patron... No, fuck it up. <clears throat> it turns out there is some truth to the rant that Alberto El Patron posted in his Periscope account alongside his fiance slash wife slash girlfriend, Paige. He claimed that WWE has asked him to return. According to PW Insider, WWE sources have confirmed that it was Vince McMahon's idea to bring Alberto back to the WWE. Vince always wanted El Patron, <clears throat> El Patron to be the next Rey Mysterio, as we all know, as we reported several times. Uh, it turned in the past 60 episodes. It tur- uh, in terms of popularity, he wanted him to be the next Rey Mysterio. Uh, there had been glimpses of that, but he could never quite get there. Ultimately, it ended with him leaving the WWE for a second time in frustration over his character and creative differences. Will we see him back? My sources say, don't count on it. In other news. I just Sting lost the WWE title to Ric Flair. What would Sting's career be if he wasn't on his high horse, did not have this chip on his shoulder, didn't have this attitude, and just went straight to the E? This guy could have been a superstar, a mega superstar. Now he's just a washed-up husband. But he could have been a legend. But, you know, we can't second-guess, but what if, man, huh? What if? Anyway, Chuck Carroll of CBS Sports recently spoke to former superstar A.J. Lee, Green Man's Girl, uh, to promote her new book, Crazy Is My Superstar, uh, Superpower. In the interview, she spoke about possibly returning to WWE, and I quote, I would never say that because I personally said never to things before and have done them. But I'm so happy where I am right now, and I feel like I had such a pitch-perfect career that I would be nervous about tarnishing it. I feel that it's kind of a full circle and perfect for exactly what I wanted. But who knows? Never say never. So I'm sure Green Man will be following that story very closely. In other news... Took a little break, a little long pause from the show because... Like I said, I was watching the last Nitro and uh, just came out to see <clears throat> Shane McMahon do that iconic the contract on this. Um, the name on the contract does say McMahon, but it says Shane McMahon. Wow. One of the most iconic moments. I've been watching that live. Watched it several times since, but now watching it again. Man, that's badass. <clears throat> but enough of that. Let's go into other news. Kurt Angle is back to being a regular, as we all know, as a general manager of Raw. But that does not mean he will be back in the ring. He revealed during a Talk is Jericho interview that he is suffering from some lasting nerve damage due to his lingering injuries and that he does not have nearly the upper body strength that he used to. Angle shared with Chris Jericho that he could now only bench about 185 which is a fraction of what he could normally lift. It is also the minimal amount of weight for someone his size. Kurt Angle also explained that he actually considered an MMA run, but at this point in his career, he decided against it. Angle said he wouldn't have been able to adequately defend himself given his current situation. That sucks. But glad to see Kurt Angle back on the, uh, the ETV instead of the UFC, so... We'll see what happens with Kurt Angle. He's 
the pre- previous reports, as long as he passes a physical, he'll be back in the ring. So, we'll wait and see. We'll keep you updated. In other news. WWE and D-A-N-Z announced this week that WWE's flagship program is Raw and SmackDown will be available live in Japan with Japanese commentary for the first time ever. Fans will be able to, to live stream all three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown exclusively on D-A-N-Z. Raw will be available live every week on Tuesday at 9 a.m. and SmackDown will be available live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Fans can download the DNZ app and watch WWE content on TVs, the smart TVs, smartphones, tablets, and gaming consoles, as well as via Chromecast on the iOS and Android. So for those of you listening in Japan, congratulations. Konnichiwa. In other news. Marty Gennetti has commented on his Facebook page about being offered serious money to appear in several adult films. He notes he hasn't turned down the offer, but has requested more money. And on his post, and I quote, Porn update. As many of y'all suggested in my latest negotiations with Vivid, I told them that they want, if they would come with 300000 for three movies, we could sign a deal today. They said, let them call me back. They did, and their budget would not allow 300k but they did raise the offer from 225,000 to 250,000 and that was as much as their budget will allow so i'm thinking of saying 275,000 and it's my final offer problem is what if they say yes to it then i'm fucked pun intended p.s i feel like i'm in a bad episode of pawn stars one of my favorite shows on tv Reported Marginetti got this offer a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> but a friend of ours, uh, Jonathan Mulhall, has been weirdly obsessed with this story. I guess he wants to see Marginetti do porn. So, Jonathan, uh, we're almost there, buddy. We'll keep you updated. In other news, WWE has reportedly filed a lawsuit. WWE reportedly filed a lawsuit as opposed to what we usually report them being sued. Uh, they filed a lawsuit against a number of BitTorrent users on Thursday, April 6th in the United States District Court of Connecticut. The lawsuit alleges that the users unlawfully acquired, reproduced, and distributed the WW Studios film Eliminators. Eliminators is a 2016 U.S. action thriller released by WW Films uh, Studios. WWE used forensic software to identify the IP addresses associated with infringement. WWE is asking for actual damages, statutory damages of $150,000 per per infringement cost and jury trial. Um, I never even heard of Eliminators. They don't... I don't think they've even promoted that. I don't even know who stars in that. I haven't even heard of Eliminators. So I guess the BitTorrent doing guys a favor because I would never even heard of it. Alright, Trish Dennis, we'll take it from there. In other news. Well, the highest paid WWE superstars of 2016 have been revealed by Forbes, who have used data compiled by the WWE's booking contracts, paid documents, public filings, as well as interviews with industry insiders. Below are the top 10. Number 10, Randy Orton at $1.9 million. 
Seth Rollins at two million, Undertaker at two million. Number seven, Shane McMahon at two point two million. AJ Styles at number six with two point four million. Number five, Dean Ambrose at two point seven million. Four, Roman Reigns at three point five million. Here, are the top three: Triple H, three point eight. Top two guesses. Obviously, John Cena's in there. Who's number? Who's the other guy? I'm playing Blues Clues. All right, time's up. John Cena is number two with eight million, and number one highest paid superstar of 2016 with 12 million, which is crazy and stupid and a waste of money. Brock Lesnar. In other news. Man, Jack Swagger. His future has been announced. Southside Wrestling announced via social media over this past weekend that Jack Swagger will be making his debut with the promotion in July. Don't know where Southside Wrestling is based, but good for all American. American. You know, we the people, believe. In other news. So we announced a couple weeks ago that Kane was filing paperwork to run for mayor of Knox County in Tennessee. Well, it's official. Paperwork went through and he is now on the ballot. Well, Kane released his first campaign ad for his mayoral run. Let's, let's take a listen. Hi, my name is Glenn Jacobs and I'm running for mayor of Knox County here in the great state of Tennessee. In my career, I've been blessed to travel all over the world and see all the great communities that our country has to offer. But in my opinion, Knox County is the best place to live, work, and raise a family. 22 years ago, I met the love of my life here in East Tennessee. We decided to make this place our home and to raise our family here. Every day I'm thankful that we made that decision. As your mayor, I will work with local businesses to make sure that they have everything they need to succeed. I will work with the great teachers and administrators to make sure that Knox County Schools produce a competitive, world-class workforce that will attract new businesses and create jobs. I will work to make sure that government remains open and transparent so that every citizen of Knox County has a voice in the mayor's office. And I will fight to keep government small and to keep our taxes low. President Reagan once called America the shining city on a hill. Let's make Knox County an example of what that shining city looks like. Together, we can and we will make Knox County the standard bearer for the rest of Tennessee and the entire Southeast. Thank you. Got a lot of birds chirping in the background. Um, if you guys have not seen that or know anything about Kane's mayoral run, it says Glenn Jacobs with a little fiery flame between Glenn and Jacobs. And his tagline is lighting the way for our future. Nice reference to his Kane character, keeping it relevant in his mail. You know, good luck to Kane. I don't see him winning because he's a professional wrestler and, you know, mainstream media looks down on that. But as we all know, or most of us, he's a big uh, politician. He's a, oh man, what do you call those? I can't think of the exact word, but good luck to him. Good luck to him. We'll keep you updated as the uh, election draws near. I think it's coming up. I think it's May or June of this year. 
So we'll see what happens. In other news. And finally, like to end, always like to end on positive news. Uh, during Monday night, Raw viewers noted that Dean Ambrose and Renee Young were both wearing wedding rings. This sent social media into a frenzy of speculation that the pair who have been together for a long term now, a uh, long, you know, long term now, got married. We can now confirm it is true. It's true. It is damn true. Uh, Ambrose and Young secretly got married. Young confirmed the news on her Twitter account on this past Wednesday, saying marriage is nice. Thanks for all the love. So good job for those Eagle Eye viewers. And congratulations to Dean Ambrose and Renee Young. Uh, another smoking hot babe bites the dust. Well, that's all the news I got. Let's take a little break. Nitro's over, so I gotta watch something else. I gotta find something else to watch. Fill my drinks, and we'll come back with some cheers and heels. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. Yeah, Raw wasn't. Raw sucked as usual. Green Man was there as our quote unquote. Live court event correspondent. He did a mediocre job, the best. He was right by the ramp, camera side, right, uh, right side of the screen. He was carrying a shot of wrestling banner. Uh, he got a nice, clear shot of it, but he was carrying it backwards with the raw is a better banner he manually created, which is stupid. Raw is not better. The shakeup was created to boost Raw, and as the paperwork says, it has failed. But we'll find out in the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, Greenman did not do a good job. He had his moments. Mainly when Mickey James came out. Got a nice shot of the banner. Not a clear shot, because it is a flimsy banner. So you cannot read it clearly. Sometimes you see the logo, SOW logo, but you'll see a shot of wrestling folded in because the banner is not uh, solid. But apparently, Jeff, not Haywood, but Jeff Fonseca, uh, known to a lot of people as Vacant, not the original Vacant, the second Vacant. Always got to put that in there. He'll be carrying a Raw, uh, the banner to Raw. It Prudential Center, I want to say, in uh, next month in May. So look out for that. And hopefully he'll do a better job. But let's face it, he couldn't do any worse. Let's go into Raw quickly because Raw sucked. No storylines were developed except the Braun Strowman one. It was boring. It was a waste of my time. Heal the Miz and Maurice going over to Raw. Going to miss him on SmackDown. Hopefully they can boost Raw. Doubt it. But that's the best chance Raw's got. 
Uh, the heal the you suck chance during Kurt Angle's entrances, uh, entrance. I've been healing this for a while because it makes no sense. We're all supposed to like him now. And after you, we chant that you suck, we cheer him. It's like the cool thing to do. It's a nostalgia because we used to say you suck when he was a heel. We'd not like him. We used to chant you suck to piss him off. We like him now. We don't want to piss him off. So it's 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 not it's it's, it's not cool anymore. It's stupid. Um, now I'm not looking forward to him coming out every week. Uh, he can't even you know quickly come out because these yokels will be chanting you suck. You know, McFoley came out. You hear the car crash and. Uh, uh, and that was it, because McFoley would just cut the music off, start saying something, yelling at the top of his lungs incoherently. But Kurt Angle can't do that. Because if the music does start and stop, these yokels will start chanting, you suck, you suck, you suck, for no reason. It's not cool. It's pointless. Nostalgia, I get it. It's not there anymore. Move on. Stop chanting it. He got Alexa Bliss and Mickey James going to Raw. Another big hit, like I mentioned before, for uh, SmackDown. Uh, cheers! I'll, I'll fucking cheers the hell out of two. Yes, two Nia Jax appearances. She had a match and then interfered with the big woman's summit that went on in the ring. I guess. Mm. Uh, cheers the fuck out of Bray Wyatt going to Raw. God, good riddance. And there's of course I didn't share a heel this, but we got to mention the Braun Strowman attack on Roman Reigns. It, it was pretty cool. Not cool enough for me to cheer, but it was pretty cool. Um, it was a nice throwback to the attitude error you don't like i mentioned several times in the past you don't see that much backstage parking lot brawls brutal attacks in the backstage area as we used to um and i like that the fact that he remembered that it was a entertainment show as well and they used edits uh there was a nice quick edit when we saw reigns on the gurney then bam nice quick edit to stroman coming up to the gurney and pushing it over the ledge and if you notice, we never saw the gurney. The camera was Strowman's back the whole time. But when he turned to the right to throw him over the ledge, the loading dock, we saw a shoulder. So obviously there was something on the gurney. I'm assuming it was a dummy because there's no way a human being could have survived. Not survived, but landed that healthily. Um, a little took several media classes several film classes and it you learn about little things here and there and I learned the fact that edits and there's a bad edit here because the stretcher landed one way but next time we come to a live shot with the straight uh, stro- uh, stro- uh, reins strapped in it the, the, the uh, stretcher was the opposite way that's just me nitpicking because I have nothing better to do with my life but it was a nice throwback like I said to the Attitude Era um the problem is that WWE wanted us to feel sympathy for Roman Reigns, which I did. I'm a Roman Reigns fan. But that's not how the fans reacted to Reigns. They, in essence, turned Strowman officially face. Because there's no way they're not going to cheer for him now. So, kind of backfired, but it was cool when you see... But when you see Strowman flipping um, the ambulance... Someone pointed out that you could see in the shadows in the lower left-hand corner, Roman Reigns getting the fuck out of there. I watched it again. Yeah, you do. As it's as the ambulance is around, not even 45 degrees. If you look in the lower left-hand corner, you see the shadow of the door opening up and a man getting out and shutting the door. So, 
Yeah, that's, that's me nitpicking, like I said. But that was raw in a nutshell, raw. Let's get to the main show. Oh, I'm sorry, this is a boring song. Think about a boring show so I get it notice. Let's move on to SmackDown. I got a lot to talk about SmackDown. Usually SmackDown's kind of hard to write notes about. I watch the show, I'm a little two cents here and there, and uh, sometimes I have a difficulty. But this time I had a page full, um, like not even an hour and 15 minutes into the show. So let's get into this real quick. I'm going to heal Kevin Owens coming to SmackDown. Not because Kevin Owens came to SmackDown, because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both came to SmackDown. Uh, another rivalry, and we'll see more and more matches between these two. I think they do good together, but I'm tired of these two together. One of them should have stayed on one show. One of them should have stayed on the other just to get new life into one of their characters. But same shit. We'll see how it goes. Side heel. There goes the potential of a badass Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and Triple H stable faction, whatever you want to call it. There was rumors about that for a while, and... It seemed that's like where they were leading to, but I guess not. That's unfortunate. Side, side heel. Kevin Owens is way bigger and way better than this America sucks, Canada is better gimmick. He doesn't need that. Don't. That was just cheap. We don't need that. He does not need that. He's better than that. So don't keep that. Don't let him keep going in that direction. Uh, cheers, AJ Styles staying on SmackDown. That is the land. Uh, AJ Styles is the man who built SmackDown Live. So the rumor was he was going to Raw. So I'm glad to see he did not. I'm going to chill because I don't know how I feel. I cheered it. I'm healing it. I don't know how to exactly land on this yet. But Primo and Epico going to SmackDown. Uh, they look better in one minute on SmackDown than they have on Raw in the past months, maybe even years. Uh, the Shining Stars gimmick went nowhere fast. Uh, the announcers, however, I don't know if you noticed, did not refer to them as the Shining Stars, but just kept calling them Primo and Epico. And they were wearing jeans, not their little tights. So hopefully this is a means of fresh start, the land of opportunity for Primo and Epico, and yet another gimmick for them. Drop the Shining Stars. Please, please drop the Shining Stars. Become Primo and Epico again, and this is going to be what their fourth, maybe fifth incarnation as a tag team. I mean, they were Primo and Epico with... Uh, the Puerto Ricans with Rosa Mendez. They were the El Matadors. They were Shining Stars. Now they're these guys. Hopefully the badass team that's taken seriously this time. I don't know why they're not been released yet. I don't think they have blackmail and Vince McMahon or what, but they're still around and we'll see what the future holds for Primo Upco. I'm excited if it goes somewhere. <sighs> Speaking of being excited, I'm going to heal my man Ginger Mahal. Last week, I picked Jinder Mahal and Rusev. I was debating between these two, but I decided to take both of them because for some reason, I cannot explain to you why I'm big on Jinder Mahal. I was very excited that he resigned. I'm hoping there are big things for him in his future because Jinder Mahal does not suck. He has a good look, good persona. Um, but yet, he was treated exactly the same way he was on Raw as enhancement talent. Um, you know, this is land opportunity. Now, hopefully, he will get it. Hopefully, he just blows smoke with the Gronk thing. But one good thing SmackDown, besides a lot, uh, has overall is talking smack. 
I'm going to miss Miz and Maurice on Talking Smack. That was They were always great. Played it several times because they were must-see TV on Talking Smack. But now Talking Smack you know, gives these characters a chance to develop their character. Give some sort of personality. And that's exactly what Ginger Mahal did this week. And I was very excited. And it kind of like, all right, yeah, this is what I want to see in Ginger Mahal. I don't want to see him being a joke. I don't want to see him being nothing. I don't want to see him being enhancement talent for squash matches. This is what I want to see in Ginger Mahal. And this is what he had to say. Okay. I moved here to SmackDown Live to dominate, to win championships, to get a fresh start. I want to forget. I want people to forget about the old Jinder Mahal that they thought they knew. You know, I'm here to redefine myself, to be the best superstar that I can be because I, I think I've been in WWE almost five years, have not won a, a championship, and I, that needs to change. I'm not happy with myself, so I need to put in that extra work in the gym, that extra work on my diet so I can become a champion in the WWE and live up to my potential. Potential is a word that's been thrown around since I, I got signed with WWE in 2009. Oh, you know, he has a potential. He has a potential. It's time that I got to realize that potential and live up to that potential and become a champion in WWE. And I don't care if it's Mojo that I got to go through or AJ Styles or Kevin Owens. I will become a champion here in WWE. I like that fire. You definitely have the fire. Keep it going. Wish you the best of luck. Hope that fire still continues from man Jinder Mahal in the future. Uh, moving on, I'm going to heal every woman getting an entrance on SmackDown. Uh, you only a two-hour show. We don't need to see every woman get an entrance. Uh, heal, cheesecake, knock him over yet again. But this time is the point. Um, man, yo, bro, broski, take that mouth guard out of your mouth if you're going to talk. I don't know what that's about, but take it out so we can hear you clearly. Just simply take it out, hold it. Put in your pocket, put in your wristlet, put whatever you want to put it, but don't keep it in your mouth when you're talking. It's rude, disrespectful, and blatantly fucking annoying. Heel, my man AJ Styles becoming the number one contender to the U.S. title. Uh, Heel that because he deserves to be still in the main event picture, not in this mid-card title. I don't know, don't know why they're keeping him down there for the U.S. title. It makes no sense. Maybe there's bitter, bigger things for the WWE title, but he should not be wasting his time with the U.S. title. Uh, that's all the cheers and heels I got, but that quick mention is that Lana promo. Um, they never mentioned Rusev with Lana, like Miz with Maurice. They just mentioned Rusev and later on Lana. They mentioned them separately, and then they showed a Lana promo saying coming soon. So is she going to be separate from Rusev and wrestling on her own? There were rumors while Rusev's injured, she's going to be actually wrestling and holding her own. We don't know offhand currently this week how long Rusev's going to be out. So I'm curious to see where this goes. It was a hot promo. Lana's hot, looked hot. So um, curious to follow up, see where this goes. Good luck to Lana. Oh, that's all I got for Cheers and Heels. Let's go into the ratings. This week's Raw's ratings fell fell slightly. The April 10th edition of Raw averaged 3.429 million viewers, down from 3.767 million from last week. In the, 18, in the coveted 18 to 49 age group, Raw was second for the night, 
behind Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. That show, I didn't even, never, still never heard of this show. Every time I hear this show, is when I do the ratings. Is that a reality show? Is that a dating show? Is that like a Real Housewives? I got to check this out because I do not know what this is. If you know what it is, dial it up. 619-343-3005. Uh, in terms of pure viewership, Raw also ranked second for the night on cable. Now, here we go. Smackdown. This week broke the 3 million mark. Uh, this superstar shakeup did Smackdown live some good, as we were expecting. Uh, the show drew 3.105 million. This is up 7.6% from last week's post WrestleMania's 2.885. It is also the best Smackdown live number for 2017 and the highest audience for the show since the draft last July, which that show averaged 3.17 million viewers. Uh, the show drew a 1.05 cable rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is up from last week. SmackDown was number two on cable for the night, falling behind the O'Reilly factor, which still is number one week in and week out. Due to scandal and sexual harassment allegations, he is going on vacation for two weeks. People are reporting he may not come back. So that can only mean good things for SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown was... Unlike Raw, number one in the 18 to 49 demographic. That's all I got for Trees and Heels. That was a busy week. The Superstar Stick-Up happened. It's over with. We'll see what the future holds. I need a new drink. Let's take a break. We'll come back with some uh, voicemails for those of you who dial it up. Yeah, I still have not found a cool intro to the Dial It Up segment. Try to find, you know, the announcers used to say it all the time. Ramsey is about to dial it up, 619. But I have not been able to lock that quote down, lock that sound about that, uh, sign, so the sound bite down. So we'll get there eventually. We'll get a cool intro to the uh, Dial It Up segment. But for now... Doing old school early shot of wrestling styles by just playing a theme song. So let's get into this week's first voicemail. Yo, what's up? A shot of wrestling. This is Jeff, who did the podcast two weeks ago. And uh, this message is not directed to Michael J. Putty, but to the whoever feel like throwing go away heat at me. I don't know what that deal was about. Uh, the reason for this phone call is just strictly like, what? I thought I'd do the favor of. Continuing to listening to this podcast, for some reason y'all want to throw shade at me. I don't get that. Just because I don't watch Raw and SmackDown, I don't know who Mojo Rally is. Come on, man! I've been watching wrestling for almost 25 years. What do I care about these this year's talent? Have you seen wrestling lately? Come on! If you want to talk about wrestling, we can talk. When you want to talk about today, the stagnant what we call WWE, yeah, good luck with that. All right, screw y'all. So Jeff, thanks for thanks for the voicemail again. Um, 
You said that voicemail was not directed at me, but then you said someone who it was kind of aimed at, and it was kind of inaudible. It suddenly said Emma. Emma gave you go home heat. Don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, I didn't say anything bad about you. I think you did a good job. You came to the show prepared. You held your own. Um, all I can think of is what you're... What you heard on the Andy Lee's voicemail when he dialed it up at 619-343-3005 and he talked smack about his competitors. That's all I can think of because no one else said anything trash about you. Um, but just Andy Lee being a competitor and talking trash about his opponents because he wants to beat you. But I like the attitude. I like this Jeff. Good job, the attitude. Loved it. I want to see more of that, Jeff. We'll have you back sometime. Next voicemail, please. Yo, what's up, H. This is Steve from New Jersey. I'm calling back about this superstar shakeup. being stupid. with this WWE being lazy, you know. Why not have put the draft that they had before, you know. The Raw, they have a Raw guy versus SmackDown guy who ever wins. Get the guy for the up there, like machine shit, you know. I think, you know, this was dumb, you know. This... SmackDown guys make it their entrance in their Raw, and Raw guys make it their entrances in SmackDown. And plus, there's no big guys like, come on, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, and the rest were like jobbing getting drafts to the shows from mid cards. You know, this wasn't a good draft. You know, no top guys really got drafted in this Suicide Shakeup. You know, and I think at the end of the day, it's just, just WWE being lazy, same as with the titles being lazy, you know. Taking the title says look the same, the arena's nearly so the arenas look the same for every single pay per view. You know, the WWE's gonna stop, you know, has to stop being lazy, you know, and get the shit together. Oh, thanks Steve for the voicemail again. Second week in a row. Thanks very much. Um The SmackDown guys weren't making their entrances on Raw and these Raw guys weren't making their entrances on SmackDown. Those guys were on Raw, those guys were on SmackDown. Um, no big names really did change hands. Charlotte probably was one of the biggest names, and SmackDown and Raw both swapped their mid-card titles with Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose. Uh, SmackDown like, took a big hit loss with The Miz. Uh, this was just a roster shakeup. This was not a draft. Call it a draft. This was not a draft. This was a roster shakeup between the GMs and the commissioners getting together, talking about trades. Just to shake things up a little bit because Raw, uh, Raw needed a boost. So, hope that qualms your frustrations. It wasn't supposed to be awesome. It wasn't supposed to be a draft as epic as the draft. It was just a roster shakeup. You know, see what happens. The draft is scheduled for this summer. I'm assuming July or August. So, hopefully, you'll be, that'll appease you more when an official draft takes place. But. Thanks for the call back. Hope you call back next week. 619-343-3005. Dial it up. Next voicemail, please. Hi, this is Michael. This is Jimmy. I'm a big fan of y'all show down here in Kentucky. And I uh, just want to say you're doing a hell of a job there, Michael. Uh, I just want to say I don't think you need any of those uh, immigrant people working with you. You know, because uh, got to save those folks for us, us people, you know, Michael. 
So, uh, you can get that little green wet back, man, and uh, tell them to hit the road. Because uh, I think you got this show. And uh, I just want to say, Michael, you're carrying the load for all of us wrestling fans down here in Kentucky. Keep it up. Hey, hey Jimmy, thanks for the positive words. Um, glad you're a fan. I do agree. I'm holding the show down very nicely. As for the uh, racial undertones of your voicemail, you know, you're in Kentucky, I guess. That's a different world as uh, New York values I have up here. I don't know how you knew Green Man was Spanish because you called him an offensive term. As for the other quote-unquote immigrants you have on the show, I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone else I've had has been an American citizen. So, but yeah, I do agree with you. I'm holding the show down well. I don't think I even need a co-host. The show alone proves it. Destroying it. Thanks, Johnny. Call back. Uh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Uh, next uh, next voicemail, please. I think we're always good. I don't know. You know, is so fucking cute. Yeah, so there was, there was that. Um... That voicemail actually came up as restricted, so it does not sound like uh, my friend Jonathan, who would be one to prank phone call this show, surprisingly has not yet, but that guy thought Dean Ambrose was cute, so no judgment here, each their own. Good for you, buddy. Next time, leave your name where you're from. This is H-E-W Superstar, the Notorious SM. I, mean, I hate this shit that people say a brutal Jimmy Carn should speak out the best. No, because I'm the best. They get they get everything handed to them because I I created this shit. If this shit this shit wouldn't be around because of, of me, I'm the best in here, and I will become the new HW championship once this little stupid match happens between these three. Because these three, three. Let me talk about these three. They all equal something. The Rudo, at the end of the day, he's just a pussy. Jimmy Carnage is just a pussy. Santos is just a pussy. They all have everything in common. That's why this match is happening. For me, I'm the big dog. I am I'm in the top of the league and no one's gonna take this away from me. I'm the best in this H-E-W, and it's this H-E-W company, because, you know, everyone in here is nothing but minors. I'm the best in here. And that happened. Um, I know who that was by his caller ID, but he did not leave his name. But I will say, I don't know what that's about. Seems like you're promoting something. I could not make out the organization in which you were promoting your match but if you want to promote you don't need to just leave a voicemail let us know we'll inbox at a shot of wrestling we'll promote it come on the show speak a little clearer maybe a little slower and discuss what's going on inbox at a shot of wrestling or if you want to dial it up 619-343-3005 and just speak a little slower and let us know what the hell's going on. We're down. Green Man loves the indies. We'll love to check out the indie scene. If this is a legit match or just a promo amongst you and your friends. Hey, I destroyed people in backyard wrestling. I will destroy you too. 
That is a threat. Um, that's all the voicemails we have this week. That's all I have for this week. Um, Green Man's last official show was episode 49 with the Boulevard Bullies. I started taking over by myself at episode 50. This is episode 60. For, so for the last 10 weeks, I've held my own. And I think I've done a good job. Like Jimmy's from Kentucky said. I think I did a pretty damn jo- uh, damn good job. We had a couple of co-host search contestants join us. We had a couple of co-host search contestants who did not last minute. So let's give a big thanks to Zaya. We had Carlos, Mr. Money Banks, Andy Lee from the Ring Rats podcast. Uh, Green Man himself accidentally joined us and threw his name in the hat for the co-host search. Uh, we had Jeff Haywood, who you heard in the voicemails. And we had uh, DTF, Daniel Farmer from last week. Uh, all you guys did great. You guys brought something different to the table. Uh, a couple of you guys who were not... Andy Lee was a ring um, podcast veteran. He has a podcast, so he knew the ins and outs. He was more comfortable. A lot of you guys, you could tell the nerves were there. But that means you guys need a second chance. So, how do you guys think they did? Uh, they did. Do you guys want to see somebody back? Do you guys want to give somebody a second chance? Dial it up. 619-343-3005. Do you want to see Zia, Zaya come back? Zia, Zaya, whatever his name is. Uh, Mr. Moneybanks come back. Do you like his vacant ITI gimmick thing that he was doing? A lot of energy. A lot of energy, that guy. Speaking of energy, we had Andy Lee from the Ring Rats podcast. Uh, Green Man, Jeff Haywood, and we had Daniel Farmer just last week. Let us know who you want to come back. We're probably going to start winding this up soon because I need to end this. I need to start getting back into a routine. I need to know who is going to be joining me in studio. Uh, Green Man is on the list. You want Green Man back? Remember, he I did not get rid of him. He walked away. Uh, he had a baby. And he had to leave. We talked about being on paternity leave. And just me doing the show by myself for a couple weeks. He did not want that. He just said, I can't do it anymore. So he left. Now he's coming back. Do you want to see Green Man back? Bring the, uh, Reunite the band? Let us know. Do you want to see me and Jeff Haywood talk about wrestling? Do you want to see me in Andy Lee bring his indie style to the show? Because indie scene is a scene we neglect. Um, you tell me, bro. Inbox a shot of wrestling. Dial it up at 619-343-3005. Let's start wrapping this up. Let's start narrowing the field down. We have six men here. Zaya, Carlos, Andy, Green Man, Jeff, and Daniel. And I want to hear your opinions. I did the show with all of them. I hung out with them before. Hand in the bar downstairs with Mike. Oh, yeah. By the way, Mike was not here this week. So that's why we didn't do He's on vacation. I don't remember. Where, I think he went to AC. So that's why we did not do a uh, bar segment this week. Um, that's all I got. Please let me know who a guy you like because I liked all of them. All of them brought something different. So if you those of you who are listening, let me know. Add your two cents. This is a show from the fans for the fans. So please let your voice be heard. That's what we are here for. You have a lot of other wrestling podcasts who just sit behind a mic and ramble on like I'm doing now. We are giving you an option to let your voice be heard. So please, inbox a shot of wrestling. 
619-343-3005. Let's hear what you guys got to say and who, what man you're throwing your hat behind in this co-host search race. I said, that's all I got is past my bedtime. I think the medicines are wearing off, so I need to remedicate myself and uh, drift on off to sleep once I get home. But thank God it's not that far away. Maybe I'll see uh, Megan's downstairs. Mm-hmm. What's it up? It's been a fun 10 weeks. Let's see what the next 10 Holden store have in store. Yeah, it's close enough. So remember, Shot of Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, Shot of Wrestling, no A on the Twitters. You have inbox at Shot of Wrestling is our email, 619-343-3005. If you want to dial it up on our hotline, have your voice heard directly. So until next week, I am your host, Michael J. Potty, and you know for a fact I will be here next week at episode 61. So until then, Putty out. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>